Yeah, we're on the air. We're on the air. What's happening? Welcome back to another episode of Two Dimes and a Token. I'm one of your hosts, Brooke Nasty. And with me, my fellow fantastic co-host, his name is Kanyezy. You know what time it is. Absolutely. So, guys, welcome back. Uh, in this particular episode, we sat, uh, well, I got a chance to sit down with J.P. Hovey of... Bustin' with, with the boys. Bustin that's right. Producer. For the boys. For the boys. For the that's boys. right. But before we get into the episode, man, we got to tell everybody about uh, somebody that's really, really great. And that's Death Grip Wax. Yes, yes, yes. Without a shout out. Absolutely. I have it on right now. An no. official partner of uh, Two Dimes and a Token is Death Grip Wax right here. You can go to deathgripwax.com. You can get some of the best products. They have the greatest mustache wax in the industry. Fantastic. You can create any type of design that you want. They win competitions. And according to according to the token, they go one, two, three, yeah. death grip out. That vlog was hilarious. <laughs> it, it was. Like it was. Movie. It was. I digress. But Death Grip is a leading edge company when it comes to your facial hair needs, right? If you want to take your face from that six to the ten, Death Grip Wax yes. is the company for you. Well, you like that beard oil they Man, have, right? It smells so good. Yeah. So good. L l listen, fellas. I, I hope the camera is zooming in on me. When you get this. Ladies will love you. Exactly. And they'll think, thank me later. Exactly. Let's, let's exactly. Can't, can't say enough good shit about it. So, at all. Um, whenever you have a chance, like I said, oh, uh, before we tell you where, it does come with an awesome little bag, comes with a nice little carrying case, super fashionable, really gentleman-like. It also comes with a sweet little comb. Little comb. You get the best, the beard oils, all different kind of flavors. When you say little comb, that, that, that comb is amazing. It's actually, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's, an, it's very durable, it by is. all means. Like, I love it's it. It's the best comb I can, I can yes. have. Yes. Right so, now, I didn't use it, but don't, don't, don't judge me. Go exactly. Ahead. So whenever you get a chance, make sure you go to deathgripwax.com or you can click the link below and use the promo code two dimes and a token, all caps, right? And you get 20% off your entire purchase. That means if you decide, if you decide, and if you decide you want to buy two years worth, get 20% off right now. Yes, yes. And it's worth it. It's worth, worth it. Every it lasts bit. so long. Lasts so long. But that, that's what I'm talking about. So um as we get into the episode with Mr. JP. Awesome dude, amazing story. Yes, uh, guy had an unbelievable journey, bro. He went through four, it's I think three different industries before he ended up applying and landing the job with uh, with Bussin. I mean, that's a dream job. It's a dream come true. I, I I think you guys should just tune in. Just the mere fact that we all have dreams, and and when you see one come true, we just want to tag on to it because it's, it's your turn next. I know. So, by all means, like it, it was, it was dope, man. It was dope being able to sit and listen to him, and we also. We also get into uh, some of his opinions about um, school when it comes to college and how it really affects kids. Um, he also had his opinion on who he ranks as the top three most athletic yeah, people yeah. on the bus. Yes, by all means. Yes, we also did. Uh, we also did spice of the week, but we did the bad decisions make better stories. Um, lots of different stuff, and like I said, he was a hilarious guy, absolutely wonderful. I can't say enough great things about him, dude. He was. He was so welcoming, and not to mention one more big shout out. Um, gave us a private tour of the bus with the boys studio. Like yeah, I got to sit on the bus for a little bit. We posted some of those photos, and that was like that for uh, for me. That dream. was like dream come true. That was like Again, holy like, shit! Like, like I told you, everybody has dreams. Yeah, you know that, that came true. You know uh, that was dope. Side note: being a fan of busting with the boys, Taylor. You know, you guys keep doing your thing, but at the same time, like that's what. The reason why we, we do this, to go full circle, just Absolutely. so you can uh, attach to different people that are walking the same path. So continue to, to, to pave the way, guys. Yes. Next time that we do go up there, you're coming. 
So you'll be, you'll, you'll. I'm ready to hop on the bus. There I'm you go. I'm ready to hop on the saying, bus. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, just, you know, I, but, but you can tell uh, Taylor, you know. I'm yeah. Ready, ready, okay. I'm ready. Yoked, yoked. So before we, uh, before we get into it, guys, please go subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to all the platforms. Make sure you go follow all, whatever it is. Follow, subscribe, whatever it is. Go do it. Please, that's how we stay alive. That's how we're able to keep the lights on, all the fun shit. And the most important thing, I do want you guys to leave comments. Yes, we need comments for you guys to post into the YouTube to push the algorithm, to push the content. Yes, we need that. However, genuinely, one thing we really, really want, we want you guys to comment your spice of the week. We love talking about positive stuff. And it's really, really easy to go down a negative pathway. Like we've said it several times, right? Mm -hmm. Negative momentum is really, really hard to come out of. Really, really hard. Positive momentum is really, really hard to come out of, right? So if you guys share your positive things with us, we want to share ours with you. We want to get you involved in that conversation. So please, 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 whenever you have a chance, go into the YouTube page, drop the comment, your spice of the week. And to define what that is, if you haven't watched any of the episodes before, all it is is just one little thing or one gigantic thing that made your week a little bit better. That's all it is. People have dog shit weeks and people love to go on at the end of the week and just like, fuck, man, this week sucked. But you remember on Tuesday, that shit happened. Yeah, and it made my week better. And that's what it is. That's what we're asking you to do. So please share that with us. Drop the comment. Make it a thing. Hashtag it. The whole, sh- the whole shebang. So Now. For me, from here to the, to February, my spice of the week is is the Ravens. Yeah, uh, you know. So by all means, if you guys didn't know, I'm a Ravens fan. Also, I'm a Bucks fan because you know I got yours truly that plays for the Bucks. Not gonna give you know shout out to my cousin uh, for doing this thing. They just made the playoffs, but at the same yes. time, I got two, two for one. I'm from Miami, so I'm rooting for the Dolphins. NFL, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. NFL is his spice of the week. Yeah, I love that spice so. of the week. Without further ado, man, let's get into the episode. You guys, please enjoy Mr. J.P. Hubby. Dude, JP. Yes, sir. Bro, nasty. There he is, bro. Number one, before we even get into this, right, I got to give you a, a huge thank you for the the minor league shout out, bro. That was <laughs> that was dope, bro. Dude, I, of course. We felt I felt so much love. I literally was yelling across the house. I'm like, fucking, Ash, Ash. Right? I'm like, holy shit. I Let's pause go. it. Fuck it. I put it on the big screen TV. I'm like, yo, check this out. Then you hear, you hear Taylor like, Mitch, you were on uh, Two Dimes and a Token, right? Uh-oh. And immediately I was like, I shit through my pants, through the chair. Like, it was hard. You know what I'm saying? You got some air. I, yes, dude. It was wild. So thank you so much for, course, uh, for chiming in on that. That was dope, bro. I think, can't thank you guys enough. But uh, unofficially, not really sponsored by Terramana Tequila. Not yet sponsored by Terramana Tequila. But the uh, drink of the pod, man. What is our drink of the pod? Right here, we got the Glacier Cherry Gatorade. The whole Glacier series of the Gatorades is my favorite Gatorades. Yes. Glacier Freeze, Glacier Cherry, Riptide Rush. I consider a gla- an honorary family member of the Glacier. Yeah. 
So all of those, that's that's what I'm rocking with. I'm not gonna lie, dude. That's respect right there. I we will let's do it. Dude, I'll also I'll give you your flowers real quick. I truthfully, like, so honest from the bottom of my heart, like I think you're awesome at this. Like I watch your interviews, I see like the segments you create, and I think like you are a genuinely like awesome podcaster. Damn. So I think, dude, stay with it because you got it. Damn. So let me take a minute. Appreciate course, that. Bro. Thanks, man. I know because I know it's a grind, and we're talking about in there how yeah you're running the socials, you got a full time job, you got the family. Like when I see your clips, the questions you ask, like the energy you bring to it all, like it's yeah. it's awesome. That's so. dope, bro. That's dope. Damn. I wish I could do one of those. Uh, one of those. Will, I know, Will right? Taylor we, we need to go over the oh, Give me three. Give me three. One, two, three. Salute it up. There you go. That's, easy. There we go. Easy. easy peasy. So, man, let's uh, let's dive into it, man. So, let's. I want to get your story, man. I want to know how you came to be the great and founder, creator, Push Up Tuesdays, the whole shebang, right? Dude, yeah. So, where where'd you start, man? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Greenville, South Carolina. You know, I love to shout out Greenville on the Hell podcast, yeah. 864, <laughs> home of Wonderboy, Stephen Thompson. Yes. Home of Kevin Garnett, yep. the big ticket. Yep. And then, you know, next up, hopefully your boy will be in that list with them. <sighs> Already in that list, brother. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Greenville. My parents are, both my parents are from New York. Yeah. And then uh, my oldest brother, he was born in Texas. Middle brother was born in Florida and Clearwater. And then I was born in Greenville. My dad's job, he just kept on taking new jobs, mm-hmm. elevating little by little. And then we ended up in Greenville and that's where nice. I was uh, born and raised. Nice, man. So did you go to high school there? Yeah. yeah. Ele- preschool, elementary the whole thing. school, middle so school. What, um, obviously, you know, bus and big time sports got podcast. So what sports did you play there? So in high school, I played football, basketball, and soccer, but I only played basketball for one year. Mm-hmm. And then I moved over to church league just because my, Soccer was like my main love. Yeah. So basketball, I love basketball, but we see the complexion. We see. Yeah. Th- there's a ceiling. There is. And I, so it w- it was kind of hurting my my soccer. Like I was kind of behind in soccer going into the spring season. Yeah. So I just decided football, soccer. You know what? One thing I'm I'm gonna throw this comment in there. I'm very happy that I came across busting on the socials and then obviously you know come across your content and stuff like i'm really glad there was a group of people that was confident enough to throw it out there like complexion matters brother it does it does bro. like there's it's i'm just saying you know right. <laughs> so like when uh if you guys have ever seen we done um i have a brother that that comes on whenever he can uh his name's keon mm-hmm. right you know there's a big difference between my level and Keon's level. Right. And we all know why. He's the token. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, yes. Did you know the story behind that? I don't know the story. All right. I so, kind of have just been guessing in my oh, head. Oh, yes, dude. So that's actually the reason that we have. We named it that way because we wanted people to kind of be like, man, that's, you know, like some people will take it the wrong way. Right. Some people take it as a joke. So actually, um, everybody knows. Yeah, he's not the token. My brother, the very small white dude who looks like he was adopted, <laughs> is... is uh, the token because he he was an addict for like 15 years got and um, got into a lot of shit went to prison a lot of bad shit and um he had his kids and he made a decision he's like bro i'm done like i'm done i'm gonna get clean so now he's been sober for four years very the successful token. and every year he gets a token right. of sobriety 
got so, you that's awesome yeah so we thought it was kind of clever from Dude, behind the scenes yeah. so yeah man so obviously like you said you played a few sports soccer was like the big love man so where did you end up going to college which i'm pretty sure everybody knows but i know i was i should have worn some south carolina gear but i went to university of south carolina i in football, I was kicking and punting, so I was thinking, like, maybe I'll try to walk on. Yeah. I grew up a South Carolina fan. One of my dad's first friends in South Carolina, he kind of indoctrinated me into the South Carolina culture because where I'm from, Greenville, is all Clemson. Yeah. And being around my fiance now, she went to Clemson. Yeah. And that's her only flaw. <laughs> but... With a minute I was around the, the Clemson fan base, I was like, I, this is not something I can, I can be a part of. Yeah. So went to, I never, the only school I really applied to was South Carolina. And I get there, I'm a, I wasn't the best at like math or science growing up. Yeah. Both my brothers, my oldest brother, Alex, he's a PA. And then my middle brother, Sam, is just like a genius yeah. all around. And uh, I was just, I like sports yeah. and I like to talk about sports and at the time, South Carolina was the only school in South Carolina with a broadcast journalism program. Yeah. So I ended up there. And then that's kind of where it started. Like, none of this stuff that we do now was that popular in 2014. You know, there was like Joe Rogan and then like True Crime Podcast was yeah. coming out. But, you know, I was just like, ah, I'll just, I'll go into broadcast journalism. Maybe, you know, be the next... Stuart Scott. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you Absolute go through legend, by the way. Yeah. Shout out Stuart Scott, man. I, I read his book yeah. in college and that was like, because we all grew up on Stuart Scott and yeah. his book really is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I went into the journalism program and I've, I'm pretty vocal about college now and the kind of the education system. And I just don't think it's, it doesn't serve the student near as well as it should, especially knowing what I know now about like specifically the journalism industry. I won't speak on the other majors, yeah. but you know, you go through and you learn how to do like local news type stuff. And the whole time they're telling you local news is dying. It's like, okay, so local news is dying, but media is not dying. Yeah. So how are you guys like getting kids fired up to be in an industry that's an important industry and you're telling them it's it's going away the salaries are low and like you know you pretty much like your life's gonna suck unless you make it to like an anchor level at a big market yeah and i was just like this doesn't like make sense to me and uh then my junior year justin king he comes back to south carolina and he runs the creative media department i guess it was my senior year and so he's making all the cool highlight videos on Instagram, uh, putting up all the YouTube stuff. And I'm like, now this looks like this looks awesome. And yeah. I was working as an assistant SID in that athletic department at the yeah. time, which is create the press releases. We would get to write some feature stories, which I really liked. Got to sit down with the athletes. But the creative video stuff, that was that scene was way more in my alley than kind of sitting and doing the SID thing. Yeah. Um, and so I reached out to them. I'm like, hey, is there any opportunities? I'm a, you know, I'm a rising or I'm a senior. And they're like, hey, sorry, we're kind of we're, we're implementing a whole new thing. So we're only taking like, you know, freshmen through juniors just because we're trying to create yeah. the culture, whatever, you know, no big deal. Keep it moving. 
get through my broadcast journalism. I just start teaching myself the uh, creative media side of things. Go to YouTube University, yes. learn how to make some highlight tapes. <laughs> and so like making the highlight tapes for this guy, Corey Boyd. I don't know if you remember Corey Boyd. I don't. He, he played at South Carolina, and then he got drafted to the Bucks. I believe – I might be off on this, but I'm pretty sure. Did Akeem Tlaib ever play with he the played, Bucks? Yeah, he did. Early, right? Yeah. I think that's where he got drafted. I think so. Yeah. And so Corey and Akeem Tlaib got in a fight during, like, training camp or whatever. And so after that, you know, he kind of – he bounced to the CFL, had a great career there. But he was back in South Carolina. He was one of my favorite players growing up. I had reached out to him. It's like, hey, man, do you think I could come and uh, make some videos for you and your youth football program? Like, yeah. to be honest, I don't really know much about all this editing. And, like, I don't know how good I am, but I'm a big fan of you. And, like, I would love to, yeah. to help. And he was just like, yeah, you know, 100%, brother, come on and do it. And so that's kind of, like, where I got my first – that's where you started into it. that. Yeah. yeah. That's dope, man. So essentially what, what did you end up? Well, I do want to add a comment there. No, I, I agree with you. I think a thousand percent as far as what you said about school, as far as college and, and getting degrees, there's, we've had quite a few conversations on, on this podcast. Like I said, I, I have a bachelor's degree and I have an MBA and I'll be honest, man. I mean, I don't need any of them for what I'm doing as in a living. The only thing I will say that I've learned with my MBA is the businesses that we run, like I know how to avoid taxes. That's the positive. I right? need to learn that. I need to right? learn that. So, and, and, but there's also different ways, like, you know, it, other things with that. But no, I mean, we've had this conversation many times. If you really, if I didn't get any of those degrees and you just have like that hustle and grind, like, hey, I want to be, I, this is what I would love to do for a living. I didn't. I don't need a degree to be where I'm at, you know, and there's people that have never, never even graduated high school. Right. But they just, they found that niche, something they're good at. It clicks, everything goes. Next thing you know, they're millionaires. Yeah. And it's like, damn. It's like, teach us how to network. Yes. And it's like, at the very least, if I'm going to go to this big school, pay this big money and like, you should be able to give me some big connections. Yes. And then, you know, it's, it's ultimately up to me to, reach out to these teachers and everything. And I did. And there's a handful of teachers that I did enjoy and learn from. Yeah. But it just bumps me out seeing like some of the kids now. And I, you know, I can't wait. I'm slowly climbing to a place where I'll, I, I'll be able to help out some more, but I'm like really looking forward to hopefully get into like speak to some of these classes. And, yeah. you know, obviously I'm not going to tear down the program that's going on. But just sort of open their eyes to like, hey. <laughs> Could you imagine just going up on stage be like, hey, all these guys suck. Yeah. But listen to me. <laughs> they're, ta they're taking your money. Get out of here now. Come with me. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Like, if you know what you want to do, there's no reason that you shouldn't be out of there yeah. like in two years. Like, go do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel you on that. So, now, did you play any sports in college? No. No? I, uh, I, I tried to walk on as kicker and punter. Yeah. And I was like you know, training for it. And then I, I got turf toe playing basketball, Yeah, which was like a horrible experience. Yeah. I've always heard about it and you probably have had it. Yeah. But like, bro, you can't even like really walk. Yeah, bro. People don't realize like how much that sucks. So then when I see these NFL guys like playing with turf toe, I'm like, I couldn't even walk to my class. It's impressive, bro. Yeah. So, but I still went out there did not have a very good showing. 
Um, <laughs> and then that was the end of that. I, then, I, <laughs> then I started working in the athletic department because, yeah. you know, I wanted to be around it. I like to be in sports. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you have a photo that you have posted up game day. Mm-hmm. And you got the helmet on and everything. Wait, you know which one? When oh, when I'm in high school? I think so, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a Saturday, the game day show, and you're like on the, in the stands, and you're like holding the sign. Wait a minute. I'm tripping on which photo this is. I, oh, wait, when I'm running out the tunnel? No, no, no. You're um, like, it looks day? like you're on college game oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, South yeah. Carolina, North Carolina. Yes. Yes. When was that photo taken? That was taken, we, when I got to South Carolina, the football team was not in the greatest position. Yeah. So we only had game day one time when I was there, and that was Missouri. Yeah. So I got up early, went to the uh, the horseshoe, and yeah, like it's nuts. That photo, I guess, was in two thousand and I think two thousand fourteen. Yeah. And then they used it <laughs> this past year. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, I just take the angle, like, hey, yeah. shout out game day, man. Yeah. Like, how does <laughs> I was gonna say, how does it feel to be an OG legend for game day? Dude, it feels amazing, and <laughs> it's cool because uh, I don't know, you know, Alyssa Lang. I know, yeah. She's a reporter for ESPN and SEC Network. Yes. And so I actually got to meet her at the LSU game this year, which yeah. is cool. She's a couple years older than me, and she went through the same program as me at South Carolina. Yeah. And she's crushing it, and she's like, she's awesome. And so <laughs> the first thing when I'm on game day, that, that was making me think, like, oh, man, like uh, I'm, I'm climbing up to Alyssa's level. Yes. One more step. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was just uh, they just ripped a photo from game day 2014. <laughs> that's dope man so um so to kind of like moving past that so obviously like you said you finish school um what is your next steps after you get out of college yeah so that summer like my lease goes through august in columbia i'm still working with Corey. i get to know Corey, become friends with Corey, and i get to hear some of his story and dude his story is like it's unreal the guy has basically lost every single person close to him ever you know, his mom, like, his mom got arrested in front of him when he was, like, nine years old. You know, later, passes later on. His grandma's, like, his rock. She passes. He was roommates with Kenny McKinley, who played at South Carolina and the Broncos, who committed suicide. Like, it was, I'd never seen somebody go through so much and just all he wants to do is give back to, like, the youth yeah. and give back to a sport that, obviously gave him a lot but also kind of he I don't think he ever really had a fair shot yeah you know he could have gotten more out of it and so uh, you know I'm hearing the story and I see how he treats everybody he meets like man for somebody that so much like evil has happened to and all he is is good yeah like this would be a really cool story to tell and like maybe try to do my first documentary yeah. Cause I, you know, everybody loves the, uh, like the E60s and 30 for 30s. Oh yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to, I'm gonna try to make a 30 for 30 about Corey Boyd. Yeah. And so I do, and I go, I, I graduated in May. I start doing this in June. And so I go to the journalism school and I'm like, Hey, uh, do you guys mind if I were like use some of the equipment? And they're basically like, no, you're not a student here anymore. So like, we can't do that. I'm like, <laughs> I just graduated last month. This is a story about a alumni that is doing like a lot of good in the community here. It's, can we make something work somehow? Yeah. They're like, sorry, like it's policy. So I'm like, oh, whatever. And uh, so I just used my camera that my brother had given me, you know, earlier in the semester. And I buy like some cheap mics and I try to put together this documentary. I'm like interviewing the high schools he's worked at. I'm interviewing like 
the maintenance guy that's been at South Carolina forever. Dude, so you're you're all in. Like, I'm doing this it. This is really the project. Yeah. And I, in my head, also, I'm thinking, I mean, number one, I want people to know about Corey Boyd and, like, the good that he's doing. Number two, this would be great for me and my resume. And, like, these are the types of stories I want to tell. Yeah. And so I'm fired up. I got I to gotta ask, and I, I want to veer back to continuing this story, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll leave off right there, just a quick segment. Like, dude, what is pushing you in the ambition? Like, to, hey, I really want to put someone else on a pedestal. I think that's, I asked that question because I think that's really hard. That's really hard to find. And I really have put in a massive effort to say, hey, like, I want to do more for others than I really do for me. Right. And I think that's such a cool way to live. So like, where's your motivation for that? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it probably goes back to my parents and just how they raised me. And my dad is like so hardworking and pretty much sacrificed kind of like his dreams so that we could have a better life than he had. Yeah. Um, and so that like, you know, to honor him, but it's also just kind of like, it's, it's always been in me. I like love, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've always had a good perspective on life and like life is short yeah. and I like all I want to do with my number one goal. Like, don't get me like, I want to blow up as big as I yeah. can get, but get it. like, I promise you the number one reason I want to blow up is because that means I can help that many, like that many more people. Yes, I agree. I think, I think it, I, I, what I'm about to say, I think you'll really align with it's, it feels so much better for me. Like I love being successful. It's great. And you heard about all the things that we're kind of doing to try and elevate and put ourselves in, especially in a financial situation where my kids will never have to even imagine what I was, what it was like when I was growing up. But at the same time, like I love way more when I see someone that I just honestly, just anyone, but someone I've been able to just give advice to or anything. And they're just like, skyrocketing and you just see it and i'm like bro that's awesome it's awesome that's a better feeling than landing i don't know a a million dollar deal for me right it's great but when i see my boys or anybody that i've helped land that deal i'm like dude fuck yeah exactly man and you're right i mean it is it's it's a selfish society kind of and we've definitely been kind of programmed a little bit to like just kind of look out for you yeah but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I love Denzel Washington. Yeah. And so I watched like all of his commencement speeches, all of his like interviews. Yeah. And two things that he says, one of them is uh, like the most selfish thing you can do is like being selfless being, or something yeah. because of the feeling you get yes. from like helping someone, yep. which is so true. And then the other one is, I guess he didn't even say this one, but I heard it from him. It's like, You've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. Absolutely. And That's so sick. it's like, man, I just, whenever my time is up, I hope that there's a bunch of people out there that are like, this guy made, like this guy made me smile at least a couple of times. Yeah. So that's like my number one. I love driver. that. Dude. I love that. So continue on. So now you're, you're yeah. interviewing high schools and you're going all out. Yeah. I'm doing the whole thing, trying to just copy what I see on TV. Yeah. And, uh. You know, I, I think I have like a pretty good product and it's time to bring it back into the editing thing. And like <laughs> the mics sound horrible. Uh, there some of the interviews uh, like it didn't even the audio didn't even pick up. And, you know, this is it's just things you just don't know until you do it. And so like so much of it I had to scrap 
the parts of like me and Corey one on one. There's like loud, like buzzing sound in the back. And so I'm feeling like pretty horrible about it all because one, I feel horrible for myself. I'm like, Damn. man, I just put all this time in the summer to put in the project that I was hoping to, you know, put in front of people that could employ me. Yeah. Um, and I, and it's like, I just, like, I hope he doesn't feel like I just wasted his time, you know, trying to do this. And, uh, I mean, I still put the story out. It's still like on YouTube and it has, it circulated a couple of times, like in the Gamecock message boards. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been cool to see some of the positive feedback, but overall it would just kind of, it, it pissed me off a lot. It made me very mad at the school. Yeah. Just because like, I feel like, oh man, if I would have had this, it wouldn't have. It w- yeah. It wouldn't have gone down the way it happened. did. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you know, if a teacher steps up and says like, hey, I would love to help you with this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ultimately learning experience and that's happening in the summer. So I'm like lifeguarding at the time, also at the gym so I can keep using the gym. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out my next move. And I, the summer before I worked at a summer camp in Arkansas called Camp Ozark. Yeah. And it's like a sports based camp with like Christian like values and so they'll have like you just play sports all day and then at night you'll have like a little like teaching lesson and then you go back to the cabin and you have like cabin time with your with your kids and so i went back out there in for like the last four weeks of summer and also at this camp is at the the very last week they do basically a lot of uh like underprivileged kids get to come because the rest of the summer, it's like the richest of the rich. Yeah. It's like Highland park kids from Dallas, rich kids from Houston, Louisiana, awesome kids. And you see these kids deal with just as much as these underprivileged kids, which is a a good perspective to gain. Like at my, at 22 years old, because you can be a little bit bitter towards like, man, you guys got like, Oh yeah. No, that's yes. 100%. I was like that. Cause when I, when I was growing up, dude, um, we didn't, uh, dude, I didn't, I didn't have a bucket to piss in, you yeah. know? And it was, we had, I, we had a lot of struggle when I was coming up and, and cause I grew up in a, in a, um, two, basically two different household, but like we moved to Michigan mm. and we stayed there for a couple of years. And, uh, my pops went to Florida where his family, and there was probably a period of time where we were like years where I like, we didn't even talk. And, you know, and a lot of that had to do with, you know, different, different things. Like, like for instance, here's a great example. People have different things that they're good at and things that they're not good at. My, my pops is one of those people, like, if you're out of sight, you're completely out of mind. Right. And, you know, like taking the time to sit down, like, Hey, can you, you should probably call him. It's been like two years, Yeah. you know? And he's just like, all right, like that's that's something like I don't really want to do. Right. Which we all know people like that. It's and honestly, it's just not personal. Their personal like personality, they're just I'm not that type of dude. Yeah. You know? So and it's like, all right, cool. He's like, what you should do is come down and hang out. You know, I'm ten years old, he'd be like, We'll go we'll go get a beer. <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> like, all right, man. But, <laughs> just hop on the plane real quick. <laughs> so but yeah, no, I pick up what you're laying down because I was very I tell that short story, I, I was very bitter. Um, for a good amount of my childhood where I used to think that everything was super unfair. And I would look at individuals that, um, 
had more or you know just had like a nice backpack mm -hmm. and you would just be i would really childish about it I'd be yeah like, man fuck that dude he's got that cool power ranger back right <laughs> so. yeah and that like in i mean i grew up very middle class so like you know we're all we were always good whatever you know didn't like struggle my dad obviously working his butt off yeah but you know just kind of it all goes back to just I just want people to to lift up other people. And, yeah. You know, it's, it I seems like that. on that. I love that, dude. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So, so this project goes completely awry and you're now at the end of summer, you've gone through the whole thing. And like you said, it got passed around a little bit, but confidence is a little shaky at this point. So like, what's your next step? Yeah. So I go, I apply for this internship with the Northern Texas PGA, which is basically like the youth system for the pga yeah and it's like this media and marketing uh internship that's where like uh what charlie charlie woods is going yeah exactly right now. exactly it's fucking dominating dude <laughs> yeah dude they're, they're unreal uh like so I, I don't know if i get it or not and i go out to arkansas to work the last four weeks of camp because there is a lot of connections with these kids it's like yeah. man if you strike a chord with one of these kids you don't know who their dad is like yeah. and you know i, I love working with working with kids it's like one of my passions and so i was just like you know what i'll just go out there do it apply for this thing and then like you know if it works out maybe one of these kids they have a guest house i could stay in because the internship is like a thousand dollars a month yeah and so you know sure enough i go out to camp i get the first group of kids we get is a a, a lot of dallas and houston kids and then i get the phone call that like, hey, you know, you uh, you got the internship. Like, do you want to accept it? You know, whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah, 100%. So I like accept it over the phone. I go back into the cabin. I was like, your boy's coming to Dallas, y'all. Like, who has the guest house that I can stay in? <laughs> and one of, one of like my favorite kids, Joe, shout out Joe. He's like, oh, dude, you can stay with my family. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah, like call him whenever. Hell you know, yeah, brother. Whenever you, because they take they take all of our phones when you go into camp, yeah. but they let me keep mine. Cause they knew I had to, you know, yeah. do the internship stuff. And so really I'm thinking like, all right, you know, this kid is in seventh grade by the time that he actually leaves campus, he even going to remember yeah. too. And, yeah. and sure enough, like <laughs> the day he gets home, I get a phone call from Joe. He's like, Hey, my parents said, it's okay. Like you're all good to go. Holy shit. Like, dude. All right, bet. Hell yeah, bro. So, <laughs> The, that's the the giles family yeah. uh so i stayed with them in their guest house and i moved to dallas um and i was working that internship and it was a it was a really good experience golf was golf's too slow for me a little bit too old-fashioned um it's getting better like the content around it is getting better but at the, in 2018 it just like wasn't the i wasn't getting enough out of it yeah. and uh you know, I wanted to, I love Dallas. Like Dallas was awesome. There was definitely a moment when I first got there, you know, I just moved away from, I guess I went from Arkansas back home real quick, then to Dallas. I'm like walking around downtown. I'm like, man, what did I just do? Like, yeah. this is, Dallas is a massive city. I don't know a soul here. And I'm you now like, the only people I know here is like some seventh graders. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, my God, and they and they golf, and they <laughs> that's, golf, that's <laughs> and I can't golf. <laughs> they don't even want to hang out with me. Um, and they are, yeah. I'm just like I just remember walking around downtown Dallas, like, and all my friends, you know, they're either back in Greenville or they're still in Columbia. They're all 
you know, they all have like a little bit of real job money in their pocket and they're having fun and everything. And I'm like, man, maybe I, maybe I messed up. And, uh, but you know, obviously stick it out. Yeah. I, yeah. I find a good group of friends. What, one of my hack, this is a hack for anybody. If you move to a, a, a new city where you don't know anybody, cause I did this three times. Um, and if you like sports, yeah. So it helped. It's beneficial that I grew up playing soccer because soccer in America obviously is not number one, but still a lot of people play it. Oh yeah. So I went out to this park and I like spotted this crew that clearly had an odd number of players. I like counted the number of players out. I'm like, all right, if they deny me, they're they're capping. Like they're lying because I just counted. You guys are playing seven on six right now. <laughs> and uh. So I like go walk over. I'm like, hey, you guys need one more? And they're all super friendly. Like, yeah, man, for sure. Like, come on and join. And so usually if you grew up playing soccer, you're, there's a good chance you're like better than kind of like just like the average yeah. person that's into soccer in America. Now, obviously, I, like, I didn't have a D1 offer or anything to go play, so I'm not tooting my own horn like that. Yeah. But I go over, play well, and they're like, oh, man, like, do you want to join our uh, – like our, our fall league team. I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. Right there in your head, you're like, bro, I'm in. Exactly. Like, I got friends. <laughs> uh, and so, which was awesome. Like, that whole crew, I mean, it made my experience just incredible yeah. because you get there and you don't know anybody and you're, you're feeling a little bit insecure and you just get that, like, boosted uh, sense of confidence. Yeah, I love that, dude. So how, how long were you in Dallas? And I was there for uh, six months. Six months. Yeah. And what was the step after that? So I interviewed for a job uh, with the Northern Texas PGA after because I did love Dallas. I'm like, you know, this would be, ah, it would be cool to live here. And the job is like good enough to do it. And so I interviewed for it. And in the interview, I felt like everything was going well until they asked me a question like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I'm just like, uh, I don't know, you know, like hopefully it's like still climbing and growing in this, yeah. in this industry. And they're basically like, do you see yourself here? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't answer yes. Yeah. And I, I, I answered honestly, cause I was kind of caught off guard and like, I mean, it's kind of wild for you guys to expect me to say like, yeah, it, I'll be here when I'm 32. No, yeah, no, it's beyond wild. Cause they're like, Hey, are, are you solely committed to me right, like, right now? And it's like, no. Like, yeah, like, I, dude, I'm in my early twenties, right. bro. It's like I just you just I've done paying me a thousand dollars a month for the last six months. Like, <laughs> like I think I need to look around, man. Yeah, like you have no idea how committed to you I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so ultimately, I don't get the job, which again, like, kind of bumps me out. I take like a little bit of hit to the confidence, and it's like around Christmas time, so I'm just yeah, like, back to the drawing board. Like, all right, like you know. What do I want to do? Like, where could I go? As a sports fan, IMG Academy, everybody knows about IMG Academy. So I'm like, ah, I might as well go look into there. And one of our neighbors, I was a swim coach in my neighborhood, one year in high school, one year in college. So I'm like, I love, love my neighborhood growing up. Yeah. And one of our neighbors, uh, Geraldine, her brother, he was the lawyer for IMG at the time. Yeah. So she was, she was like, yeah, you can go. And I'm super close with her son, Connor. And uh, he, she's like, yeah, you could go down and visit uh, John in Bradenton. Like, he'd love to show you around. Like, obviously, I'm not going to promise you a, a job or anything, but, like, yeah. he could introduce you. And so I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. So I go down to Bradenton, 
and go meet John. And he shows me around, introduces me to all the different departments, kind of like doing elevator pitches of the things I'm interested in and ultimately get to the campus life department, which is basically the role would be like your RA in college. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know, like I love kids. This could get my foot in the door here. I was like very upfront with them. I, like, hey, you know, my goal is to get into the social media department and, you know, work on this videography stuff. And they were like, yeah, we're all for it. You know, like we want everybody here to go after what you want. And, you know, hopefully so, it's with IMG. So that whole time, like that passion for like video editing and really creating stuff like that is just like growing the whole time. Yeah. Okay. And I like I was making the videos with golf and there just yeah. wasn't a whole lot to work with. Uh, but I was doing like in Dallas, I kind of started to learn how to network. It's funny how you say that because it's like. <laughs> There isn't anything to work with in social media with golf. It's watch the shot. Right. And see it land. And then people cheer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's it. Like adding like one slow-mo. I'm like, I'm really in here cooking though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to change the industry. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So end up getting the campus life position yeah. and you, uh, you have the option to like live in or you can live off campus. That's like a $5,000 difference. So yeah. Like 30K to live in, 35K to live off. And when you live in, free rent, free food. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Like, Hell yeah. So I go to IMG. I started there in like the first week of March. And I was just like a float. So I was on all the different floors. And at that time, for like any NBA fans, uh, like Jaden Springer was there, who plays with the Sixers now. Josh Green, who's with the Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of any football guys. It was like the basketball heavy year. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, man, this place is crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but the whole time I'm like slowly, you know, I'm going out to these kids' practices, shooting some photos, making some more videos. High school kids love anything of themselves. You see some of the stuff they post on social media, you're yeah. like, this? I know. So if you're like a videographer out there trying to get involved, go to some high schools like those kids will share your stuff and yeah you know it's just a good dude i have a, a a buddy of mine that is into like video editing and he's he's getting pretty good but you hit the nail on the head he started off and um one of my other buddies he's like yo check out check out it's their brothers but he's like bro check out what what they put together and he sent it over to me and i was the moment i hit it i'm like damn this is some YouTube like motivational right. type, like and this is a little hype video and you see these like fifteen year old kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, bro. They're wild. And you know, like a lot of the seven on seven camps come through yes. IMG, so you get to see like the best players in the oh, country. Oh yeah, dude. That's Which insane. just yeah, as a fan, you're like, Man, this is awesome. Like Oh yeah, bro. Um and so yeah, I'm like working going out to these kids' practices. And then it like slowly starts to become an issue with, I don't really know who was complaining too much. Like all I know is HR reaches out to me and is like, Hey, we need to talk to you. I'm like, all right, well, like, what's going on? I go over there. They're like, uh, you know, you can't be running like the side business here at IMG. I'm like, trust me, I'm not running a side business. I don't even know how to open a business <laughs> like i'm just videoing for these i don't kids. even know what llc stands for exactly at that time i did not <laughs> and uh i was like you know i'm just sending this to the kids and like and to their parents and uh like the parents love it 
And they're like, well, you know, it's like a conflict of interest and everything. I'm like, and if anything, this would be good. This would be great for y'all. It is like yeah. these kids posting it. There's IMG branding everywhere. Like yeah. you guys aren't paying me anything to do this. And so they're like, pretty much told me you have to stop. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so then like, this is, I, for those who follow me, you know, I'm a tennis fan. This is when I got into tennis and this is in 2019. Um, tennis, none of the people really like cared about at IMG as far as like, you know, the, whatever, whether it was the marketing department or like yeah. HR, whoever, whoever it was complaining. Yeah. Um, which is wild because tennis is what the academy was like founded on. Yes, exactly. And pays for a lot of these kids to go to yes. uh, IMG. And so I started going and working with the tennis players and the tennis coaches were awesome. One in particular, Juan. Um, so he was kind of like, yeah, man, like we would love to love to have you out here. Like the, the kids love you. The, the parents will love it. We love it. Like it's, it's just great for everything. And, uh, so I started to get into tennis and this guy, Dennis Shapovalov, who's a pro player now, he's like a top 20 guy. He was coming to train. And at the time, like I really just knew the main tennis players, but all the kids are freaking out to me. They're like, JP, Dennis Shapovalov is here. Like you need to go make a video of him and take photos for him. Yeah. I'm like, all right, like I'll go out there. And so at this time I'm in charge of the middle school floor, which is like one JP is in charge of 60 like middle school kids from all over the world. Some of them can't even speak English. <laughs> so nuts. Yeah. I, and uh, so I, I go out there, I'm taking the photos and stuff for Dennis. He comes up to me after he's like, Hey man, would you mind sending me these? I never have any content from practice. I'm like, yeah. Like what's the best way to, to get it to you? He's like, Hey, just uh, text it to me. Gives me his number. I go back to the dorms. All the kids are freaking out. They're like, yeah. dude, you, you met Dennis. Like you talked to Dennis Shapovalov. Yeah. What is it like? I was like, I mean, he was, he was the man. Like he was a really nice guy. Uh, yeah. They're like, oh, that's awesome. And then I was like, let me like look this guy up. Yeah. Go to Google, type him in. And like the first thing I see. So he was 19 at the time I met him. When he was 17, he beat Nadal yeah. in his home tournament in Canada. And that's what like put him on the scene. I was like, oh, snap, this guy is legit. He's the real deal. And if he's telling me he doesn't have any content, what does that mean for everyone else in tennis? Wow. So, like, light switch moment, I'm like, I, I need to start hitting tennis because I enjoyed being out there, too. Like, I liked watching. I liked, you know, I, I got super into the matches and following yeah, along. Yeah, you, you start falling in love with the game. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was able to build a relationship with him, and, uh, like, we're still friends to this day. And it's always funny because there was a few other pro athletes I'll mention later on, but it's like these guys don't realize how much it means. Like Dennis has no idea what that just one moment did for me because it gives me so much credibility when I go to other people like, Hey, I've done stuff for Dennis. And it's just like, you know, and he was, he's like the nicest guy ever. Yeah. And so just that one, like, act of kindness from him yeah sets up so much for me you hit the nail on the head though when you said though networking it's like once exactly. you can mention that name that like oh like almost 100 percent of people in tennis know this name right and the only people that don't are people that are just getting into tennis yeah so it's like all you got to do is kind of just be like hey respectfully like i've done that next thing you know like we said earlier you're in exactly and like <laughs> and it's really not an exaggeration it's like like 
the interaction with Dennis changed the course of my career. Yeah. So it's like, if Dennis and I never talk again, I would like, I was still I'm like, dude, you, you're the man. Yeah. Like you're the man. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm starting to do some stuff with him. Some of these other pros that are coming in and <laughs> sure enough, I get like, uh, a message from HR again. Get the fuck out yeah, of Yeah. They're like, uh, you know, can you, can you come in? You know what you need to do? You should have went in there, fucking stone cold goes like the gla- like Shane Gillis, the glass shatters. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, man. I was nervous at that time, you know, like I had to have yeah. near the confidence that in myself that I have now. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm going in there. I'm just like, oh, man, what what is going on? And they're like, hey, you know, like this is the second time we've brought you in here. Uh, we know you're doing stuff with Dennis. Like that's a conflict of interest. I'm like, Guys, like I'm not getting paid for this, and this is a a prime time tennis player that is now posting content from your academy. Yeah. That like little kids and the in these families, the ones that are like super well off, which a lot of these kids are, yeah. would send their kid to IMG for the opportunity to like hit with Dennis or meet Dennis. I'm like I'm helping you guys out. Yeah, and they're like, you know, uh, you can't like no more whatever and then I, one of the other eight i reach out to one of the tennis agents that reps this one big player i was like because a word got back that maybe he was the one that was fussing about me being out there with dennis yeah i was like hey i would love to do work with you and your player you know like free of charge it's great for the tennis player it's great for the academy it's great for you like the more eyeballs these guys get the high the more leverage you have in your in your deals you can make yeah. with them and tennis players, it's getting better, but they're so far behind in the content game. And uh, he's like, no, nah, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Hey, cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> sick, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I go through the rest of the year sort of like working a little bit under the table with, one of, with Juan, the tennis coach, and yeah. my guy Pedro uh, with Dunlop. And – you know, I'm starting to see some stuff take place in the tennis industry. I'm like, okay, maybe I, maybe this is my, my opportunity. And working at IMG was taking a toll on me. It like looks awesome from the outside, but these kids do not have near enough supervision and like mentorship. Like one of me and 60 middle school kids, it's like, I'm almost in charge of like raising them. Yeah. It's like, there's nights that one of these kids from Japan He's homesick. He's in sixth grade. And I'm like legit staying up until 3 a.m. with him, talking on Google Translate, you know, like trying to cheer him up, like doing whatever. And then, you know, you got to go back to work the next the yeah. next day. Like it's, it's hard. It's draining. Yeah, dude. Like a lot of people don't know if you've ever been in a position where you're teaching, guiding or, or helping like kid. Like it's way more than just. You know, it's it's that's why I give a lot of applause to teachers that really invest into that role because, you know, there's 10 percent of teachers that shouldn't be teachers, just like there's 10 percent of cops that shouldn't be cops. 10 percent of every industry, you just shouldn't be there. Find something else. But there's that also the other side, the 10 percent that's like, bro, you were born for this. And when they when you have that, bro, you're a therapist. You are you're everything. You're everything. In some cases, you're even the barber like you're literally (laughs) everything, bro. So. I mean, that's, that's such a tough role, bro. And, and I, I give you a lot of kudos for that. Cause I've been in that role. I would have loved it, 
Um, but I also saw the challenge that comes with that. And it's, it's intense. It's intense, man. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's rewarding. Yeah. But it is. it's, it's draining. Yeah. And, uh, I tell it's, it's literally like parenting. You ready? It's like, we talk about this shit all the time. People, when you parent, and this is real, people think I'm an asshole for saying this, but I'm very bold with my statements. Parenting, 80% of it when they're young, when they're real young, the shit sucks. It's not fun. You have five to 10 minutes a day where that reward, everyone's like, it's worth it. It's worth it. During that time frame, five minute reward is not worth it. It sucks <laughs> ass. It does. Yeah. But the idea is they get older, like now, Dude, I got a nine and a 10 year old that I can go outside and play basketball with. Right. We just did two nights ago, went out, took my son out. We did a two hour long uh, football training That's with awesome. his cousin, uh, Mikey. And we play in the pool. We play Fortnite together. Right. Like we do tons of fun things, you know, and now we're going to Universal Studios this coming year. Let's go. And first time she's first time Avery's going to be able to ride a roller coaster, bro. I'm fucking high. That's bro. awesome. We get in the car and my daughter's like me because I'm kind of a hype train and I'll, yeah. I'll just get going. Right. And um, I'm also that that I know I'm steering off, but Are I wanted I wanted to tell you this, this uh, I'm that type of dad that like. I'm way too real with my kids. Yeah. And I'm, you know what I mean? Like when we're driving down the road, like me and Avery, we jam out to Scotty doesn't know. Right. That's how we roll. You know what I'm saying? So she knows every word. Right. So, so like I, every single time, like when we're talking about going and riding roller coasters, she'll look at me like, and Ash, Ash is usually sitting right there and she'll look at me and she'll be like, Yo. and I'm like, Yes, we're going to rock this out. Yeah. She's all excited. You know what I mean? So worth it, man. Yes. That, this is the time frame where it's like, this is where it starts to get really good. You start to see that flip. 80% of this, this is the reward. This yeah, is I mean, the cool shit. And you can probably attest to it. Like, it goes by so fast. Oh it's my like God. that part where it does suck. Yeah. It's like, boom, gone. It does. Like, and, oh, my God. And the funny thing is, is you go back to when you're at when you're at the stage, there's moments, there's days where I wake up and like, I wish I wish my daughter was four. Exactly. Because there's quite a few moments. My daughter was hilarious when she was she used to just ramble. She couldn't like fully speak. Yeah. But she didn't care. She's like, I got something to say. <laughs> right. And you're going to listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not stopping until you hear me. <laughs> yeah. Or understand so, me. Like, well, you're not speaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like. It is. It goes by really, really fast. And then even when you do get to the times where it's like mostly just reward, you kind of find yourself like, man, I miss, you know, right. That little three, four year old time was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, dude, but it is nuts. We digress. So we'll go back on. So now you're, you're kind of, it sounds like you're coming a little bit towards the end yeah, of I'm, this part of your journey. What's that look like? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting pretty drained and I'm starting to like, kind of get set on I, w I want to work in tennis i think yeah. there's like i could truly create like i could create a wave in tennis as opposed to football and basketball like there's plenty of people making content in those spaces yeah and it's like i want to leave my mark on the thing that i'm doing so like why not tennis and it was super fascinating to me because you know tennis in the 70s and 80s like was the sport yeah and it was that and running right yeah and those guys were rock stars. And now, I mean, you like you actually might not be able to name an American male tennis player like 
No, I can't. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. And because they have a global audience. It's the third most bet on sport in the world. That's And what's funny is like the only ones that you do know American are Serena and, and Venus. Exactly. That's it. And like, you know, now there's like four Americans in the top 30, which for for the first time since forever. Yeah. And uh but like in the 80s it's fascinating because the guy that was Michael Jordan's agent, David Falk, yeah. he started in tennis. And now, obviously, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, like yeah. the largest brand ever. But it's like, if that guy is the one marketing Michael Jordan and he was in tennis, like, and that switch sort of happened around the same time, yeah. it's fascinating to me. Like, maybe there is a difference in the way they were being marketed back then to now. Yeah. And now marketing is all this is content and they're not doing it so it's yeah. like you know i'm not gonna be david falk but yeah you know well you never know yeah <laughs> I, yeah you don't have to have your uh, law degree to be an agent in tennis so there you go but yeah so I'm, I'm starting to see that and uh i get in touch with dennis's agent max who he was maria sharapova's agent and obviously you know everybody knows maria sharapova so th this guy, Max Eisenbutt, is like this in the tennis world. And I reached out to him on LinkedIn. 90-day free trial, LinkedIn. Take advantage of it. It gets you <laughs> to the top of the inbox for people that have no business talking to you. <laughs> Otherwise, it's too expensive. <laughs> um, and so I sent him a message basically about what I want to do. And he's like, hey, I'd love to get on the phone with you. I love what you're talking about. Like, let's talk. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh, snap. And this is, uh, this is during like right when COVID is happening. And so I was one of the people that got lucky enough to stay on campus. They had to let a lot of people go. Um, and I'm talking to him, explaining like my vision for it. He's like, oh, wow, you know, this, is exa this aligns exactly with kind of like what I've been thinking. He's like, in my head, I see you at like all of the major tournaments. So Australia, French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open get to travel the world, yeah. one of my dreams. And, uh, and then, you know, like following our main players and into these other like Masters 1000 tournaments, ATP 500 tournaments. And I'm like, yeah, man, sign, yeah. Me, sign me up. I'm, yeah, bro, like this is it. Yeah, I'm ready. And, uh, and then tennis shuts down. And so he's like, yeah, you know, like we'll stay in touch. And ultimately we just kind of like fall out of touch. I would never like, I don't blame him at all. I mean that he's Max Eisenbutt. He's a busy guy. Yeah. And so it just, you know, we just never got back in touch. And, uh, before I move on to past tennis, yeah. they, uh, it's funny because when I first met Dennis, he wasn't signed with IMG. And I didn't know this until I was like with him at his house one day, we we're talking about like, it's crazy, man. The first time I met you was back in when, you know, when you were 19 years old, here we are this age like still friends yeah and he was like yeah dude like i don't know we're just like reminiscing and he was like uh i told him about the other agent that got upset with me yeah he was like oh dude i didn't even know he's like i thought img sent you out there to do the video work for me and i was like oh dang this is like a really cool perk of yeah. being like an img tennis guy and i'm just like so this is just a really cool perk of JP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's also wild because the first ever pro tennis tournament I went to, 
Dennis was the first player I saw play, and this was before I met him. Yeah. And I remember sitting there in the stands with my friend, and I was like, it was Francis Tiafo versus Dennis Shapovalov. And when we're looking at Shapovalov's last name, we're like, what? who is this guy? Yeah. And it was a super fun match. And then I go meet him at IMG, you know, like months later. Yeah, that's like, wow, awesome. That's crazy. That's wild, man. So, so now this part of the journey is it's ending. Obviously, yeah. things didn't go in the right direction. So where does the... Where does the connection happen when it comes to when it comes to busing? Yeah, so this is when like the the web kind of starts to starts to spin. Yeah. I, I kind of think I'm trying to decide what I think life is like. If it's like connect the dots or if it is like one big painting. Yeah. I saw an episode of This Is Us. Uh, Kevin, the character, he talks about life as like one big painting, and you know all the different happy and sad things are these different colors. Different people are different colors. And when you're painting it, all you see is that color. And then when you're done, you have awesome masterpiece. Yeah. So I'm still trying to decide which metaphor I like the most. That's deep, bro. It is. I, I love I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, my heart was here. Now it's here. <laughs> I moved a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal, man. Um, and so we, I guess for this, we'll say, we'll say this is when the dots all start to connect. Yeah. Um, I decided to leave IMG. I'm like, I'm just going to start my own like videography company and help athletes with their social media pages. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I move in with a couple friends for a month. I get a little gig with this baseball team. That's like a travel high school team. And one, one of my friends from Greenville, he's a big time Florida Gators fan. Mm -hmm. And he sends me Matt Jones, the running back who used to play for Florida and then he played with the Redskins. Yeah. He sends me his Instagram story. He was trying to get back. He was like one year removed from the league because of injury. He was like, Hey, Matt is looking for a videographer. You should hit him up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll hit him up for sure. Yeah. And so I DM Matt Jones and he's like, yeah, bro. Uh, he, Matt lives in, um, it's like just North of Tampa, but like super close, like 20 minutes North of Tampa. Yeah. So I would start driving up there and working with him so he he would have tape to send to his agent that he could get to teams yeah so i was like this is actually probably a decent little avenue to go down like there's how many guys are trying to get back into the league and probably just don't have any tape yeah and to send out now you're just gonna have kind of person after person you're gonna have a lot of content exactly and so i start working with matt and the reason this is why the bussing stuff starts is because Matt played in Washington with Will. Yeah. And obviously, I don't even know about Will at this time. And, uh, you know, I, I finish up in Sarasota and just stuff's not shaking as much as I would have liked. Yeah. And I'm still trying to do the tennis stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to move to the other coast of Florida, like Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton. And because that's like where all the tennis is and yeah. the IMG tennis agents offices are all like in Miami. So I'm like, I'm going to move over here and, you know, just start going to these academies, introduce myself. Yeah. Bro, you're just like risk it for the biscuit, baby. You yeah. just like hop it all day. And, uh, I go over there. I live with my aunt and uncle, shout yeah. out Aunt Mary, uncle Todd. Um, and I am going to all these different academies for the most part. Nobody is like biting. Yeah. And I, and to me, it's just not making sense in my head at all because I'm like, nobody is doing these videos yeah. for you guys. Like I, it's, it just, it baffles me to this day. And, uh, 
you know, they're, they're telling me no and all these things. And I'm starting to like run out of my IMG money that I had saved. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I can, you know, I cannot go back. In other to, words, you're getting ready to hit a wall, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm like, you know, all right, well, what, what else is big down here? And I'm a big MMA fan. Yeah. MMA is massive in South Florida. Yeah. And so, you know, growing up, it was always like the black zillions versus, uh, Oh my God. American top team. And, Black Zillions was like where Kamara Usman was training before he moved out to Colorado. Yeah, That's yeah. where Gilbert Burns. Yep. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go here. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. And actually, I've, I mixed up my timelines. Or maybe I didn't. It's, it starts to run together now. <laughs> but I'm look, so like I look up like, okay, where do the Black Zillions train? Yeah. And I like type it in on Google. This gym comes up. I drive over to the gym. And it lo- just looks like a normal fitness gym. And then I see this sign for like Deerfield uh, Fight Sports. Yeah. And then like an arrow. And I walk back and like <laughs> it's starting to just get like grungier and grungier <laughs> you know like lights are starting to turn off and flicker In other words, you're like bro i don't think this yeah, is I'm like, oh. but you know and then my head i'm like i mean it says mma like it is they're like maybe this this is just how they do it and uh, obviously i you know the way i'm built I'm, I'm more of a skinny guy i'm like oh god this is very nerve-wracking <laughs> my, my heart is like beating through my chest I, <laughs> I, I walk in and i see uh you know one of the coaches his name's daniel mendez I was like, hey, man, uh, my name's JP. This is yeah. what I do. And this is what I'm trying to do. I'd love to make a video for any of, like, your fighters in here. Um, I was like, you know, I'm looking for the Black Zillions. This is what came up. He was like, oh. And they had photos of some of the guys that were in the Black Zillions. Yeah. He was like, so they actually, like, you know, they moved probably, like, two years ago or whatever. Like, some guys still come through and train with me. Yeah. He's like, but, you know, like, I'd love to stay in touch with you. Like, I would love to get some video work. Yeah. I was like, awesome, man. Uh, you know, here's, here's my number. Here's yeah. my card or whatever. And that, that led to something? or Well, I was like, you know where they train? He was like, I think they're at Barwis Sports, which is funny because Taylor, Bar, Mike Barwis was like, I don't know if he was Michigan's strength trainer when Taylor was there yeah. or if he trained Taylor when Taylor was doing, like, Taylor did his, uh, when he was going to the draft, he did it at uh, IMG. Yeah. Like, he worked out there. I don't know if he was there or not, but he was like, yeah, go over to Barwis. I was like, all right. So I go over to Barwis and I walk in. It's like this nice state-of-the-art gym, like lifting and everything. And they did like a lot of neurological work, like for people that if you get in a car accident, you're yeah. paralyzed to like work with those types. So it's yep. like that gym over here and then all the mats and everything over here. So I walk in, I see like the smoothie stand. I walk over. So who I assume is just a smoothie guy. Now he's like one of my really good friends, Ray. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bro. Uh, so I'm like a videographer. I just moved over here and I'm looking to, you know, like get some video work in with these MMA guys. Like, do you know what time they come to the gym or who I can introduce myself to? Yeah. He was like, oh, bro, like I got you. Like they, they practice at 10 and whatever. Like come back this afternoon and I'll introduce you. Like, let me see some of your work. And I showed him. Uh, and this is where I tripped up. Prior to the Black Zillions trip, I had gone back home. Uh, knew I was hitting the, just went back home for whatever, like a week or two. Knew I was getting into the MMA world. Steven Thompson is from Greenville. Yeah. Wonderboy is like the nicest guy in the entire world. 
we had a mutual friend, the the guy that made me a South Carolina fan, Mr. Nutley. Yeah. He like Wonder Boy's sister used to babysit for them. So he reached out to Wonder Boy's sister, like, yeah. hey, one of our friends is getting into videography. Do you think Steven would be okay with him coming and make him a video? And they were like, Oh yeah, what? Of Hell course, yeah. come on. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, so I get I go to Wonder Boy's gym, meet him, which is like awesome. You know, I, yeah. I love UFC. I love Wonder Boy. He's from Greenville. And uh but I'm also extremely nervous because it's like I've seen highlights of this guy. Yeah. Just knock people out. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, bro, I better not say the wrong thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so nervous. And his dad is even more intimidating. Yeah. And Wonder Boy's not intimidating at all because he's so warm. Yeah. But the dad is like true badass. And uh, so I walk in. Wonder Boy gives the greatest welcome of all time. Immediately, I feel better. And so I make a video for him. So then I'm able to go back down to the Black Zillions. Yeah. Which was Sanford MMA at the time. Yeah. Hey, this is I've done work with Wonder Boy. Yes. So then. Ray, who I had just met, you know, when I first came in, we've yeah. known each other for six hours. Yeah. The fighters start walking in. He introduces me to this guy, uh, Scrappy, Dustin Lampros. And he's like, hey, Scrap, you got to meet my boy, JP. He's like the goat at videos, bro. Like, you got to start working with him. <laughs> Yo, the hype man, bro. <laughs> Dude, Ray is like the best. And it's so funny that, you know, like I, I say the smoothie guy. Really, Ray had just opened that business, and it was his business. He's, like, a really great entrepreneur. Yeah. And uh, so it's just kind of cool, like, you know. Yeah. You never know who you're talking to. That's crazy. And uh, so he introduces me to Scrappy. Scrappy and I become really good friends. Yeah. Scrappy brings me into the gym with him. I start making content for him. He introduces me to this other guy, Evan Elder, who's now in the UFC. Wasn't in the UFC when I was down there. Yeah. But, like, we all become friends, uh, introduces me to Randy Costa, who I've become good friends with, uh, Impa Kasong and I, who just won PFL. Uh, he was there. And then it's also the gym that Michael Chandler trains at. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, this, I might really have, like, found a little spot. That's insane, dude. So crazy. And so, you know, I'm still struggling through the whole like pricing stuff and and all of that because it's it's hard when you're like new to it and these guys mma fighters don't have a lot of money unless you are like a top guy yeah um, yeah i was gonna say that yeah especially if ufc and even in the other leagues like right if you're not a pay-per-view guy like it's those paydays half of that's going other places right and uh so then i get a message on facebook from this guy brian taylor from usa boxing He's like, hey, I've been seeing your work in the MMA world. Uh, do you have any availability or are you interested in working with USA Boxing? We'd love to, like, sign you for a little contract. Yeah, I mean, that would be incredible. Hell yeah. And uh, so they were paying me $1,000 a month for, you know, like, four videos or whatever. Yeah. Which at the time, I'm thinking, like, okay, cool, $1,000. Uh, you know, I, I, I can make this work. I don't, I'm not into, like, a lot of. You know, like clothes or shoes. Clearly, I've like in the last eight years, I've had like two pairs of shoes. Listen, they're legendary, bro. Yeah, and they're going well. <laughs> um, but somehow I can make this work. Plus a little bit of side money I'm getting from the MMA people, and so that was a really great thing to put on my resume because now it's like I got IMG Academy, I got my own business with these yeah. names on it. MMA world, boxing, you got it all going on, right? Um. 
and you know, like some tennis stuff is coming back into the fold a little bit. And uh, then somebody sends me the same guy that sent me Matt Jones Instagram story, Alex Beeson, who was he grew up in my neighborhood. Yes. Um, he's older than me. And uh, he sends me Will's Instagram story. He's like, hey, you should apply to this job with this guy, Will Compton. Uh, Will Compton and Taylor Lewan's podcast. Yeah. Like, uh, they're looking for a videographer. I was like, yeah, you know, like, I'll apply. I doubt I'll get it just because I don't really know a lot about podcasts. And still, my resume, I know what other kids' resumes are going to look like, and mine won't look as good. Yeah. And uh, I was like, but I'll apply. And then at the very same time, a job with the UFC opened up. Yeah. And so all the guys at the gym were like, JP, you should apply to, to the UFC job. They're like, we could talk to some of the people. Yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, okay, I'll apply to both of these. Bro, so right where you're sitting right now, hey, the future's looking good. Brother. I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, but the trend so far in my life up until that point was like, there's a chance something goes wrong yeah. and I get neither of these things. Yeah. So I'm still like, you know, trying not, to not getting your hopes up. Like, like Taylor would say the good life is all about low expectations. Exactly. Then you're never disappointed. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, so, you know, I apply to both of those, keep doing my thing. Scrappy, the guy that I first met, I, you know, we start hanging out a lot. He's actually, was living with Supreme Patty at the time. Yeah. If you remember him. I do. One of the first like Instagram sensations. Yeah. So I get to know Patty a little bit. Obviously he has a great network. God, man. Um, yeah. And it's so, it was just so nuts to just think about like, man, this is like, I think I'm really doing it. Like I felt so good about myself that I was able to move to another new city where I didn't know anybody. I was now making enough money who Scrappy also got me my roommate who I moved into with, which was Juan Puerta, yeah. who trained at American Top Team, yeah. which is where Dustin Poirier trains, yeah. Maz Vidal. And it's funny because before I went to uh, Sanford MMA, I went over to American Top Team and they legit hit me with the crack the door open. Like, <laughs> what, what do you need? I was like, oh, I'm just a videographer. Like, I'm, you know, I want to for want to make content for any of your fighters and the guy's like let me go talk to the manager or whatever you know he comes back like 30 seconds later like we're not interested and this door shut oh i just offer free video work i know <laughs> um so that was funny that i was now like living with yeah. juan who like trains there and you know i then i could go anytime i wanted with him even yeah though i never did that's dope but uh so i i'm starting to go through the interview processes i make it through to Ultimately, make it through the final round of both of them. Was your interview process the same as how Mitch described? Uh, so mine was a little different because Alex Lagos was still involved. Yeah. And so I, and I love Alex. Like, I learned so much from Alex. And so I interviewed with Alex, like, twice and did the projects with him. And then I didn't meet Will until after. Uh, I, I met Will in, like, the final round. Yeah. And Taylor was still very much into football and yeah. all that. So I never met him. And uh, really, I'm kind of, th I just reconnected with my now fiance. She was living in Nashville. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, man, long distance sucks. And if I had to guess, I'm probably going to get the UFC job. Yeah. And not the, just because of my background. Yeah. And uh, so I'm in San Diego with USA boxing 
doing some work with them and i'm pretty much just wait i've been waiting forever to hear from the either of ufc or yeah Bussin. and i get like an email from Bussin that's like hey you like congratulations you've you've got the job if you want it so i'm like oh man like this is this get is out of awesome. here bro this is it well then i'm nervous i'm like man like if the ufc does offer because i love the ufc yeah and i really don't know much about will and taylor yeah but my girlfriend's in Nashville and UFC's in Vegas. So I'm like kind of thinking like, God, I kind of hope I, I don't get both of them. Yeah. And uh, so sure enough, I don't get the UFC job. So I don't yeah. even have to make the decision. But this is when it's nuts because I find out that the reason it was taking so long is the same kid was in the final round for both of the interviews as me. Yeah. And they were both waiting for him to decide. So, like, Bussin wanted this guy, and the UFC wanted this guy. Get out of here. And I was just, like, the second, just kind of, like, wherever he decides to go, I'll be going to, I'll get the offer to the other place. So, when did you find that out? I found that out the first time I ever, like, was with Will outside of the bus. Yeah. And I was, like, uh, I was, like, dude, I got to be honest. I was interviewing for a job with the UFC the exact same time as you guys. He just looks over. He's, like, bro, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I was like, uh, what's up? I'm like, oh, God, what I do now? <laughs> and, uh, and he tells you. Yeah, he's like, dude. So he's like, now that you're like, you're with the boys now, I can tell you, like, we, we were interviewing that guy that took the UFC job. Like, we wanted him. Oh. I was like, oh, my fault, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm just messing. I was like, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> But it was cool. You should have looked at him right then and be like, bro, you can't backtrack now. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was fun because during the process, um, Michael Chandler came to the gym yeah. and so I like went up to Mike so nervous cause you know, I'm just a big UFC fan and like, yeah. it's Michael Chandler and I'm like, what's up Mike? Uh, you know, I'm interviewing for a job with Will and Taylor. Yeah. He's like, Oh, no way. You know, Mike, like Mike's and, the best guy. And they ever. were already connected at that yeah. point. So yeah, yeah. And, uh. I was like, you know, any tips on what I need to do to stand out to them? Like, what are they like and all this stuff? And he just gave like a classic Mike Chandler motivational. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, this fires me up. And uh, but then later on in that practice, yeah. he was like he was running the wrestling practice that day. Yeah. And they always play a speaker sometimes during practice. Yeah. And a speaker was playing and he just looks over at me and like, you know, we don't know each other. He probably didn't even know my name still. And he was like, uh, so you just going to let that play out loud while we're uh, trying to, while I'm trying to coach. And I'm like, Oh my oh, God, like, I'm about to get jumped. <laughs> so I, then he like, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll do it. And he like runs over. I'm thinking like, oh, I'm not no. going to get this busting job at all. <laughs> and then uh, he comes over. He's like, Hey bro, I'm just, I'm like messing around with you. Like, <laughs> no stress. Dog, um, that is no, that is intense. The worst feeling in the world because like you said, when you don't know somebody like that, but they're in career mode, they're right. here and you're kind of here and you're like, bro, I'm climbing the ladder. And in that career. It, yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, they're just like, hey, man, what the fuck? In, yeah, like, in your mind, dude, I swear in your mind, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, did I just ruin my entire life? Right. And you just don't know what to say, <laughs> dude. Kicked out of the gym. Like, dog. And you know what? All right, so I'll give, I'll give an insider for this. Like when I was when I was hitting up Jack, 
Yeah. First time. Because when we went to LSU, I, I've told this story once or twice, but I had this huge passion. Like, I wanted, I was like, man, these guys really make this shit happen. The, that's why I got that hat autographed by all of you guys. Yeah. It, it hangs in our studio room. And I'm like, bro, these guys are like, Will and Taylor are, they are elite. They're great hosts. They're, you cannot take two other people and put them in that spot and Bussin right. is as big as it is. They're incredible. But without these guys right here that have, that have really just shown their worth, like you can take these guys and they could build a company because they're so quality at what they do, attention to detail, committed, all that stuff. Like you guys really fucking kill the game. Yeah. And not to mention, like I said, I became an even bigger fan when every single one of you sat for an extra two minutes. Like you, you sat, I don't know if you remember, but you sat at LSU and you were like, hey man, the 10,000 rule like this and we started bullshitting <laughs> yes, about it and, but you like you guys were invested into the fans yeah and i was like holy shit like these guys are the real deal and i got it in my head and i was like holy fuck like i want to get these guys stories man this is yeah. so cool and um i had that same feeling that you had with mike because sometimes like you know how you hit someone up and you're like hey dude love to have you on yeah and they're like yeah yeah schedule's tight i'll get back to you and it's like, okay, well, we met, so I get a response. All right, right, cool. And then you wait like week, two weeks, right? And then you're like, hey, just kind of following up, man. Hope we can make some things happen. Da -da -da -da. Right. Two different times, I go running in to Ash, and I'm like, hey, do you think if I is, is like, is a week Dude, too right? short? Like, wait, wait, should I wait like two, three weeks? Like, Trust what are you me, thinking, bro? bro? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, still run into that. Dog, like, I, I was catch such, myself, and now I'm like, I was man. such a wuss, bro. I was like. Hey, I mean, what do you think? And she's like, Mike, you're being a little bit of a bitch. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right. I'll stop overthinking yeah. it. Like, we'll see if it works. But Dude. I digress. So, so now you get this job, man. Yeah. And, you know, you've started. Now, what year is this? This is 2021. 2021. So technically, um, with everybody that's there now, you're like the third one because after Jack and Garrett. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm the first full-time employee really that they hired yeah damn so so you come on and like what is your initial role actually i need to rewind because there is one story and hit me with it yeah i i don't know if this part will be cut out but i i told it on my friend's podcast and it it got the clip got a lot of views yeah so i want to make sure i i give you the hopefully it can do the, <laughs> it can do the same for you i'll, I'll um, make sure we collab yeah. on ig <laughs> it's, it's it's hit or it's hit or miss i've only done it one time and it worked <laughs> um but so in like the last stage of that interview process yeah. um they're asking both sides are asking me to do all these projects and i'm like man, I like, I can't be doing all these projects for you guys. Yeah. Like I'm trying to make this on my own money to keep paying my rent, all my, everything else. And then, uh, Supreme Patty texts me and he's like, Hey, do you want to come film this workout? And I'm like, this is my first time to do video with Patty. Yeah. He's got, you know, a million followers. Yeah. And Patty is like, I know a lot of people when they think of Supreme Patty, they're probably like, Oh, Patty was crazy. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Patty is like awesome great guy and uh i was like yeah i'm down he's like all right cool i'll come pick you up he's like you ever been down to this uh gym before like whatever it's called like i, I forget the name of it i'm like no nah, i've never been he's like oh it's dope and so we we pull up he's on the phone he's like yo uh like ab i'm here and he's like oh, all right cool and so ab comes out and 
I'm not thinking anything of it. And truly, Antonio Brown comes walking out. Holy shit. Yeah, so I'm like, it's like I'm sitting in Patty's car, and Antonio Brown is walking out. And I'm like, the simulation, man. <laughs> what is going on? And then I filmed this hour-long workout with Patty and A.B., and A.B. was like nice as can be. So when Will and Taylor will give me a hard time, they're like, oh, yeah, this A.B. fan over here. I'm like, look, I met him one time. He was a nice guy. Um, but like super hospitable, everything. And, you yeah. know, it was just really cool to like be there with Antonio Brown. Yeah. And at the end of the workout, uh, Patty's asking him like, because at the time A.B. was with the Bucks. Yeah. He's like, uh, man, like, are you and Tom close? He's like, oh, Tom's my guy. He's like, you want to FaceTime him? And Patty's like, yeah, for sure. And so AB FaceTimes Tom Brady, and uh, he's like, Tom, what, like, what's good? Tom picks up. He's like, I'm, I'm with Patty. And, uh, you know, Patty's like, Tom, what's up? He's like, yeah. uh, Patty and his boy, like his videographer. I'm like, Tom, what up? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, man, and, like, you know, how's it going? And then AB starts talking again. Yeah. But I'm like, man, no way. Like Bro. Antonio Brown just FaceTimed Tom Brady and yeah. like, Obviously, Antonio Brown don't know my name, but introduced me. Yeah. It was so cool. He called me the video guy. Yeah. And I, like, edited that video as quick as I could yeah. in hopes that, like, Will and Taylor would see it. Like, oh, yeah. dang, this kid was with Antonio Brown. Yeah. But, yeah. Now it's turned out to be great because they give you shit for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Yo, that's, that's insane. So what would you say? Like, as a matter of fact, I want to dive into this. I'm pretty sure – Right after I say it, I loved Mitch's reaction to it, by the way. I said I had a question for him, and immediately he goes, I think I know where this is going. Oh, yeah. I know where this is going. So as you know, you know we, had, we had your other three compadres on. Right. And they all had their own ranking. And for anybody that is now catching up to the interviews with the back of the bus, um, I asked a question. The first one to Jack said, can you rank amongst everybody that works on Bus with the Boys the most athletic from one to three? Right. And if you want going your guys' style, you can have an honorable mention. Yeah. Right. So I do love to emphasize that uh, Jack started out, put himself at one. And then Mitch came out and said, he's not even in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> and for the fourth time, I'm going to say this before you go. I'm very proud of how it kind of fucking put Taylor in a blender. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. He, Taylor might remain in a blender on my list. <laughs> Because I will probably go, dude, it's so tough. <laughs> like Garrett is like smooth at everything. Yes. And it's, it's, it's incredible. Well, actually this will come out after that. So you'll know by now, like Garrett put himself at one. Cool. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I could follow suit and put myself at one. I do believe I, I might have been the only one on the bus who superlative in high school was most athletic <laughs> and I, sometimes they disrespect me because i don't partake in some of the stuff that they'll be doing yeah. in some of the competition um but i mean i i think i could probably jack is it's it's between myself and jack at number one that's yes. what i'm worried about so let me go honorable mention honorable mention i'm gonna go Mitch because Mitch it like Mitch lives in and dies sports like on Friday yeah uh for probably an hour he was watching his highlights from college from his college days <laughs> he was watching his own highlights yeah and I like <laughs> like sneaky filming him like 
Mitch, what you up to over there? <laughs> He's like, well, what? Uh, you, you know, watching some old tape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and just like, oh, you mean, I mean, you got to respect it. So yeah. Mitch yeah. would like, you know, he lives in, and breathes it. Yeah. But I got to give Will the nod over Mitch. Yeah. Because, I mean, Will, I'd imagine Will was a pretty good baseball player too. Yeah. Um, so I would go honorable mention, Mitch. Then I'll go three, Will. Two. I, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm going to stay on. I'll go two, Jack, me, Ooh, one. Taylor, five. Fourth time I've said this joke. I got what I need. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right, dude. No, that's great. So you're saying, you're saying Taylor is almost last. It, yeah. It's, a, Taylor I a, just. I had a Caleb Presley vibe right there. <laughs> Dude, yeah, what do you say to the people that say Taylor is last? <laughs> um, people, people say that, not me. Um, Taylor is just like, you, you can tell. I mean, a lot of it has to do like with upbringing. Yeah. And Taylor, he just, you know, football like became the thing for him pretty. I guess he's, I don't really know. Maybe he says high school, but it's like you, he didn't really grow up in these other sports. Yeah. Um, it sucks because he's still, I mean, he's like super athletic, clearly. Yeah. And he's the he most is. accomplished of us all. Yeah, <laughs> definitely got paid the most. <laughs> but, you know, I see but. him out there. It, what, what I think separates me is soccer. And like we said, like we talked about, the, the idea of the question. Because we don't, I, I love football, but at the same time, athleticism is graded more than just a 40-yard dash and how well that you can do a kick step. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's more than just linebacker reads. And there's all different kinds of sports where, like, if you say baseball is unbelievable hand-eye coordination, you're talking about tennis, unbelievable hand-eye coordination, right? I think that me personally, because I played hockey, yeah. I think playing hockey and controlling a puck is way harder than running across the middle and catching a 20-yard dart, you know? To me, it is. So there's right. a lot more dynamics to it. Yeah. And I really, I actually messed mine up. I have Gary at three. Oh. Will, honorable mention. Damn. Damn. Yeah. It gets. Sorry, Mitch. It, <laughs> he said, sorry, Mitch. So you're, you're officially putting Taylor at six. Yeah, Taylor's at six. I just, okay. So one thing I do want to emphasize, like, I know I've talked a lot of shit a little bit when it comes to these rankings. I think it's hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, but one day I do hope Will and Taylor will actually come on the podcast. I think it's possible. It's possible. You never know. But um, I will tell I was going to do a little chirp in there. So, by the way, next time you see Michael Chandler, just be like, hey, I know this uh, kind of big guy is like an iceberg from Hitch. You know, 90% of his mass is from the, under the water. Right. He, did a, he does a podcast. You know, just hit him up. But Mike on. I <laughs> know, bro. I'm actually a huge uh, a Michael Chandler fan. And I got to say right now, point blank, I don't know when that Michael Chandler I know, and Conor bro. McGregor fight's going to happen, but Michael Chandler is going to beat the living shit out of Conor. He's going to spark him. I know, dude. And, and a lot of people, because, you know, Conor has, Conor has a fan base where he, dude, he could shit in an old lady's front yard and people would be like, no, Conor's the greatest thing that ever happened. Cause yeah, I mean, I, what he I'm did, a, but, I am a Conor fan. Yeah, me too. But yeah. it's like, bro, you're done. He's past the point. The stuff he does now, I can't really stick up for him. That's my point. Like, you can't. Number one, like, stop playing. Like, you're going to be in this fight game. Like, bro, you had those years, and you have two fights 
that will go down in history and will be you ever see like when you see the NFL commercials right they always have those players in the quick flashes your punch on Aldo will always be the last one played when it comes to the UFC commercial right and that's cool bro but it's over it's over go make more whiskey like i know ride around in your lamborghini yacht i'll like, say this if he wasn't fighting mike then i would be saying it's not over he, <laughs> he is coming back <laughs> i love your honesty about yeah. your sway there <laughs> i know so um so what is and i'm, I'm gonna get into the segments because i don't want to keep you too much longer but man what is the um what is your next venture um because the one thing i do we do got to keep it under two, unfortunately. But um, yeah, where are we are right now. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we, um, so like, what is your kind of future and in, in what you see in the next couple of years? And this is something I've asked all the guys because being with Bussin, like I said, you guys have made a name for yourselves to where I personally believe the brand that you guys have built, you guys could do anything you wanted. You know, and it's and it's because a big part of busting is you guys do get in the camera work a little bit. You get in front of it. Right. You know, it's not the Will and Taylor role, but at the same time, like everyone that's ever glimpsed that knows like you guys are you're the workhorses of the back of the bus. Like, right. People know this. So as you go forward, man, do you see yourself like, man, busting is like this is the dream. I'm going to stay as long as I can. Or do you ever have that ambition where you're like, man, maybe I want to create a brand of my own. And yeah. I th- obviously, and I do want to give a shout out to your tennis podcast that you've already put. I've shared it a couple of times. Yeah, trying to, trying I appreciate to be it. Solidarity there. But I mean, do you want to continue that route or what are you thinking? Yeah, it's tough. Like, I think there's a, I mean, I'm an ambitious person as kind of, I think my story sort of tells, um, and I do the tennis stuff just always comes back to me. Yeah. And I just think it would be awesome to leave a mark. With that being said, I do think there's a world where, I mean, like buzzing can create an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be cool because ultimately what I'm trying to do is get the fans that are like fans of bussing, get them into tennis. Yeah. So it's like whether I get my own tennis podcast that's underneath their umbrella and it's like but i get to solely focus on like my brand yeah and it just lives with busting with the boys which i think would be cool i think it expands that title even more like it's like a minor league system exactly hey and it's truly busting with the boys like so you got busting and then you got what if the boys are feeling ambitious on something you get to support that yeah as well and like you know i don't know but that's great yeah, my number one goal is right now, I mean, it can always change, is to get, like, I want to have a big tennis podcast. Yeah. So it's it sucks for me because I clearly like a lot of things. Yeah. I love the UFC. Yeah. I love comedy. I love NFL. I love the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, I just want to – I want to see the tennis thing through because it's been with me since 2019. Yeah. And – I would get to travel the world and it, I think it would just and, be. And the idea is it's a, it's a hustling idea. It really is. Cause like you said, even now, like you're, they're still so far behind. Yeah. And I think we had, uh, we talked to matter of fact, when we talked to G he's like, I started in golf, but he's like, what can you really make when it comes to content for golf? And like, even now, like you watch 
all there is right now is Tiger Woods shots from right. the past. You just watch, hit the ball, flight, land, cheer. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got. So with, with tennis, there's there's so much more activity because of the back and forth of the actual game. Right. You know, and, and so, yeah. No, I think that's awesome, man. That, yeah. is, a, that is a great dream to have, dude. I think because uh, even with golf, because, I, I mean, I'm kind of past the, like, I enjoy making, like, the highlight stuff. Yeah. Um, but to do the podcast is, like, in order to grow those sports, there has to be storytelling. Yeah. And, like, tennis – is there's so many storylines you can build because the like the HP tour is very flawed. Yeah. And so like from an organizational standpoint, uh-huh. all the way down to these players, there's gambling issues, there's drug testing issues, there's players that don't like each other. And it's like it's an individual sport that this guy Patrick Mortig Mortigal, Mortiglow, I always forgot to say his last name. It's one of them. He uh he is trying to view tennis as like the UFC. And so like, how can we create these storylines of say like Djokovic, like the Joker verse. And that this is a problem in itself. Like there are no nicknames really. There's not. Yeah. And it's like, I think I could play a role in helping these storylines and people just helping people get to know these players with your, with your creativity. Exactly. You can create that and really create that balance, dude. That's, that's yeah, no, I, I love that. That's an awesome dream, dude. So, um, let me, let me merge in to what our last two segments. So one of them, um, we'll try to think we keep them short and sweet, but yep. here we go, dude. This is, um, Bad stories or bad decisions make better stories, right? So we have that as a neon sign, and we've talked about it quite a few times. Everybody has that holy shit thing that they've done in their life, and they're like, bro, I'm, there's no way I'm getting past this. And then fast forward a couple years or whatever it is down the road, and they're like, bro, thank God that happened. Yeah. You know? or, or it just turns into like, hey, I got a funny story to tell you. What's, what's that for you? Yeah, man, I like I, the first things that come to my head is sort of like the uh it's not really too much bad decision uh just because like say it kind of sucked not getting the job in Dallas. Yeah. And you know, but really it was like the best thing that could happen to me cuz I never would end in Florida. Yeah. A super brief funny story I can tell Hell that yeah. has nothing to do with any of it. Let's do it. <laughs> is my mom will love this. One time when I was little, I you know I was used to just run and play around the neighborhood all day every day. Yeah. I got two older brothers, so they were at that age where my parents need to drive them around places. I'm the youngest. I'm I'm feeling neglected. Yeah, man. If I run away, nobody's even gonna care. So I run away. I I, <laughs> I, I run away to the to across the street. Let's uh, and before you continue, we all did it, bro. We all did Don't it. Don't act like we, we all packed that bag. My brother packed the suitcase. He got he got not even ten feet down the road. Comes back in. He said, "I'm gonna hide in the dryer. Just tell him I left." <laughs> You're like, "I'm gonna turn this dryer on." <laughs> um, and so I went I went across the street and climbed up into this magnolia tree so I could watch. I'm like. I'm going to see they'll come looking for me. Yeah. They're like they'll miss me when I'm gone type yeah. of thing, man. I was up there the whole day. They did not come out. <laughs> and I, I came back home for dinner cause I was starving. Yeah. I, cause I, I skipped lunch and, uh, they were like, Oh Jay, where were you today? It's like, I was at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, they don't care about me. Damn bro. It's a yeah. little bit of a letdown. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> and I told my like my mom didn't even know that until probably like four years ago, and oh, she was shit. like heartbroken. She, Dog, oh that's gosh. that's funny, bro. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, and the last one, dude, um, spice of the week. I'm pretty sure kind of know a little bit about it, but spice of the week is we want to get everybody to focus on a little bit more positivity, man. And people can run into dog shit weeks, but there is always something that we can look back on, whether it be super big or super small, um, that kind of made that week a little bit better and mm-hmm. help kind of push you through. So would you, uh, would you like me to go first or I have something that happened this Let's week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so my guy, Demetrius Clancy, he's special needs yeah. and my family, we've known him like he was in high school when my middle brother was in high school. So I've known him for like eight years yeah, uh, or longer. Um, and so he called me after I got engaged and he was, he was heated that I didn't tell him yeah. that I was going to propose and meet. And I have this thing, his nickname is meet. Yeah. We have this thing where we're like, uh, like a captain and a soldier. He's yeah. captain. I'm the soldier. So I will speak in army term. Yeah. He's like, soldier, what is wrong with you, man? You didn't want to tell me that you're getting engaged or you're getting a, uh, like, he said something funny, like, you're getting fiancéed to your girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, man, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I was just, I was trying to keep it a secret. Uh, you know, like, but are you happy for me? Like, yeah, you know, I'm very happy for you. And then uh, he called me yesterday, just like calling to check in, like, see what I was up to that yeah. day. And uh, it just like, man, I like love working with the special needs kids. Yeah. And one of my other dreams is to one day have like a special Olympics podcast and travel around and interview these athletes because so many people sleep on how much they're capable of. And they are like the true, in my opinion, like the true brightest light in the world like that we have. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, meet just, he made my week with a, a classic meet phone call. That's dope, man. That's dope. So um, I'll give a side story when it comes to, to that. My, my son, he is what I think what would they would call like autistic and intellectually, and intellectually delayed. Yeah. And uh, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, that's to be honest, there are certain times where I look at him and I, I wish I wish I had that problem because there's and like Shane Gillis said, it. that's why yes, I, said it. I, was, I was on a podcast before his special came out and I said it, it's the it's amazing. I said, I don't, everybody kind of looks at those scenarios and they feel bad and those types of things, bro. Do you know that there is never a time where my son isn't more logical and he's the happiest fucking dude on the planet? Exactly, so like, man. it's funny because we'll be going through a sitch like, hey man, you know, this shit, dad's a little down and you'll hear him. He'll be like, hey, this is sad. So we should just go outside. And <laughs> right and that's really what it is it is like, bro and i'm like it's a good idea brother yeah let's do it right oh, so man, that's awesome but oh dude yeah. yeah and he'll yeah he'll just be like he'll be like uh he can't sit and watch a movie he doesn't have the ability to sit still or any of that so like he's like yeah i mean what you guys are doing it's not that fun so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go fight bad guys right in the living room and I'm talking about the noises like we all did when we were kids. Dude. Like, and he's beating ass for like four hours. Yeah, and yeah, right. he, he believes he's Peter Parker. So he comes Dude. in, he gets some Gatorade, he gets some water, and I'm talking. He hits that thing hard like kids. Oh do. yeah. And I'm like, hey man, you got it. He's like, I'm losing right now, but 
I'm going to get back in there. Dude, it's the best, man. <laughs> yeah, it is it, the best. It's crazy. And, like, the way Shane Gillis said it, but he said, I don't know, he's, like, the best people that I know. Yeah. And I'm like, they really are. It's insane. Like, I, I'm jealous because if I could – if I realize per day how often I stress about shit that I'm going to forget about by the time I lay down. Right. Like, what the fuck am I angry about? Dude, you know? it's a, the best perspective. It is. It's unbelievable. So um, we are, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to piggyback on um, the same. I'm going to have to use the same one because that was pretty, it was like a glitch in the matrix, dude. So the first couple times we flew out here, we mm. had a lot of the airplane delay issues. Yeah. There was a lot of fucking issues. We had uh, we had a piece of a camera get broke. We had change in last like it's been kind of tough. Yeah, right? I said this before, but it's like in a Taylor version, it's like it's a tough deal, brother. You know, tough um, deal, it's a tough deal. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but we flew out last night, and we there was a 15 minute delay, right? And we were like, all right, no no shit, it's spirit, it's always delayed, but um. We walked right up, got bags done, went through the line security in Orlando airport and we're sitting down. She's getting, she's getting tacos. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting a coffee. Yeah. We got through all that security, everything. It was like 15 minutes. And I was like, damn, this is fluid. <laughs> yes. And we, we get on the plane. Like I said, it's a little delayed somehow. I don't know how bro we're landing. We're getting off. We're going to grab the bags. And we landed before the original landing time was. And I'm, I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Right? And I, we even, I got my little video for socials and like put it on there. And I'm just sitting here and we're, we, we're now we're having a steak like 30 minutes later. This place was only like 15 minutes away. Yeah. So we dropped the shit off. I'm like, let's go get a steak. And we go out and we're just all of a sudden we're sitting there and I'm like, that was smooth as fuck. I don't I know how it, this bro. happened, I love but it. I'm feeling good right now. And I've been riding high. I was up late as hell last night just watching movies. We got back. I told him it motivated me. We got back. I'm like, it's been such a good night. We might as well set up everything now. Dude. You know, there's no reason to wait. It and sets the tone for it everything. Does, bro. The travel was so good that it set the tone for the whole night. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm going to bed. It's like 2 in the morning. Yeah. And I'm watching some, some movies on Netflix, whatever. But I wake up seven o'clock and I'm like, dude, I slept for nine hours. Like, <laughs> you know, I feel so good. I love it, bro. <laughs> it I love of, it. It changed my world, dude. Yeah. So I gotta give that shout out. But um, as we wrap up, dude, I wanna I wanna just um, real quick as your guys' terms, I mean, I wanna give you some flowers real quick. Number one, dude, congrats um, on your engagement. That's yeah, thank awesome, you. dude. That's such a fucking a fist bump there. Let's go. Um, secondly, you're probably having the greatest week of anyone in December ever. Cause then you hit 10k on we hit bird. 10k hit 10k baby man that felt good it was honestly a uh and i don't want it to get twisted with people like the 10k stuff is is fun yeah but like you know i'm not actually like that caught up in the yeah the numbers of it all but it was a goal like when i wrote down my 2023 goals like yeah. let's hit 10k on let's twitter 10k there you go and you hit it yeah so that felt, that felt good so and i i love the uh i love the continuation of the bit where it's like hey the hey, the next battle is now ig right and you're just rolling right into it so Indeed that's it, bro that's awesome man and then again on the year that you guys have had um as a company but also like i said i want to acknowledge the the work that you do and and 
I could tell like you're one of those guys that really just kind of clings to the idea of, Hey dude, I want to see, I want to see people come up. Let's come up on this thing together. And I think that's a really hard thing to find in today's world. And like I said, I really want to give you some flowers on that dude. Cause it's been an awesome ride. Just I've, I've literally been a fan of bussing for just barely over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was in September. It was in September, or October of last year. And I've, I've said that before, but I saw that clip where Taylor starts going off about Blaine and he's like, let daddy sling. Right. right. And I was, and I've been in offensive offensive line with a backup coming in and they're yeah. just like, Hey, don't worry, dudes. I got you. Just, Hey, let me get in there and show you how it's done. And then two plays later, pick. And we're like, bro, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> but there's that one moment you're like, maybe they are. <laughs> hey, maybe he's gonna dice these kids up, yeah. right? So, um, but having having get in this, like I said, bus and also inspired me to do a platform, um, to create a platform because I've always I've wanted to do one for four or five years, and you had this courage to just fucking go and like I'm gonna do it, figure it out. And I was always like, man, I. I'm very unfiltered. I can't do it. Like mm -hmm. people will not respond. I'll get canceled. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm two episodes in and I'm like, these guys are doing it. Right. And they're, they're saying how they feel and what they want and their opinions and this and that. And it's like, bro, I can do this. Exactly. bro. And so, like I said, man, it's just, it's been an awesome ride, especially getting, uh, getting you guys on. I'm hoping one, you know, eventually probably in the next year or two, maybe we'll go back around, get you guys back on. Of course. But, Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah. And thanks for even having me on because I think like the coolest part, uh, you know, because really just like three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago, I me, mean, I just told all the stories like everyone's telling me no. And then fast forward three years and like not have the opportunity to sit in front of some cameras, meet awesome people and like tell my story. And I think what's cool about it is, you know, this will be on YouTube. Yeah. And to me, it's just so dope that like, man, one day, like when I have kids, even it, like 30 years from now, this video will like be there. It'll be there. And that like, I don't know. It's just really and they'll cool. Be like, yo, you so wanna... thank you for the opportunity. Hell yeah, bro. They'll be like, yo, you want to see your dad in his prime? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's dope, man. So um, as we as we sign off, guys, do the whole subscribe comment thing. The one thing, please. Um, please, please, please. One of our biggest pushes we've been doing is we want to hear you guys the spice of the week because we want to bring you as the audience into the conversation, man. We want to talk to you guys. Yes, the secondary motivation for that push the algorithm, but genuinely we want to know what your guys' thoughts are. How's your week going? Like engage with us, create that camaraderie and create that connection so that we can really start kind of, you know, sharing and growing together. Um, as one gigantic community so make sure you get in there and do that and uh without without further ado bro three oh yeah ah uh, let's go be easy two dimes and a token do you make wealthy